This is First Class Counselors, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. First Class Counselors is dedicated to young and up-and-coming camp mavericks. By equipping and empowering our on-the-ground staff, camp directors can rest easy knowing that our campers are having the true life-changing experience that parents expect. Find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and professionals at camphacker.tv. Welcome to First Class Counselors, where we give camp counselors insider tips and advice on how to make campers' summers the best it can be. And wow, welcome back to season five of First Class Counselors. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. It's great to have you here. Our job is to make it very, very easy and accessible to be an amazing summer camp counselor. So we're here to give you the insider tips, tricks, and very practical advice on what you can do uh, throughout the whole year to prepare for an amazing time at summer camp. Yeah, so let's meet our hosts for the fifth time in a row. My name is Oliver. I go by he, him, and I'm the executive director at Camp Winona YMCA in De Leon Springs, Florida. And my name is Matt. My pronouns are he, him, and I am the director of overnight programs for Campfire Circle. We are an organization that brings the summer camp experience to kids and families affected by pediatric cancer. Amazing. Um, Matt, it was your first summer there. So I'm excited to start hearing some of the advice and the things that you learned from that experience this year. Um, I just got through my second summer down here in Florida um, and we had an amazing summer. I'm so happy. Uh, But now we are transitioning uh, into the time of the year where you go back to school, you go back to another job um, and we're leaving camp for a little bit. Um, And if summer is over and you have been scrolling through the gallery on your phone, looking back at all the pictures, watching the videos, um, or you're going to your like camp Instagram every single day to see if they posted something from the summer for a little bit of memory's sake, then you got a little bit of the camp sickness. And we had a show about that last year, so go check it out. But today we want to talk about all those things that camp taught you. You know, it gave you food, it gave you fun, it gave you friends, uh, but it also taught you a lot of things that equip you for life after camp. And those are great things to have in the baggage that you carry with you for the rest of your life because those are skills. They're they're who you are now. And a lot of times they're really, truly amazing things that you don't want to leave behind. So Matt and I want to talk about how you never truly leave summer camp behind. So starting off with our topics uh, to kicking us off, let's talk about some camp activities that you can just do at home. And I know that sounds strange because in camp, you get that bubble where it's like, this is acceptable at camp, but nowhere else. But Matt and I know you can do camp stuff at home and still have a wonderful time. And sometimes it means getting some non-camp people involved and they go, what is this? Uh, But this is an amazing way to remember camp, but also use that skill that you had, right? You were organizing people to do an activity that required some planning, some preparation maybe, and then facilitation and cleanup afterwards. So uh, whatever that is that we're going to give you a little advice on right now, it's still a skill that you learned. And this is a great way to hone it, to make your life a little bit better now that you're away from camp, that camp gave you. So Matt, do you want to kick us off? What's something inside of your arsenal for doing camp activities at home? Man, I, it's such a weird time of year going back 
to like some people say, quote unquote, the real world. Um, don't say that to Gabrielle Rail. It's not the real world. Camp is the real world in a lot of ways. But, you know, it, going back to wherever you're at now. And um, I, f- I always found it was like I missed camp, but I got back into my routine really fast when I was a, a seasonal staff. And um, I think taking some time to reflect on, like you said, Oliver, all the skills and things that you, you've gained from this summer, um, from not not just, of course, like working with kids every day, but um, the planning, the resilience, the conflict management, you've learned so much. And that that's because you're constantly just put in new situations. So my first tip in here that it's not so much a camp activity, but you know we learn every day at summer camp. And I think that that definitely shouldn't stop when you go home. And I'm not just talking about you know, of course, you're learning every day in school and those kinds of things. But um, pick something that you're interested in. That's that's maybe it's camp related. Maybe it's not camp related. Maybe it's you know, there's there's a, a series on YouTube about history or um, about space or something like that that you're just constantly putting yourself in that new situation. I'm gonna send. Uh, I put a couple links in the show notes to some newsletters um, and some articles and some books and some things that I've been doing to try to keep myself. Um, growing outside of just what I do for camp. So uh, feel free to check check those out. But whatever it is, there's lots of places where you can learn. But just a little bit every day, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, whatever you've got time for. But uh, keep that learning going while you're not at camp. Yeah, no, I love the, you said it really quickly, but I want to highlight it, is that subscription, right? Having something that's coming to you regularly, like monthly, is just something where one, getting something in the mail is just cool. Like I, I love getting, it's like a little present. That's why I maybe go off of on Amazon a little bit too much, but getting that subscription to a magazine that just kind of reminds you whether it's, you know, the camping magazine that ACA produces, not a shout out to them like for profit, but just, it's a great magazine. And I get really excited when it comes. Um, I'm like a kid on Christmas to read those articles, but um, there's, it's just a really good way that if you are forgetting about something that you're passionate about, that subscription reminds you. So I, I love that idea. Uh, for me, I totally understand the monotony of life without camp because at camp, there's always something going on. You're scheduled constantly. And when you get back to the real world, as we don't want to call it, <laughs> you can get very easily caught into the Netflix show. Then after that, I'm going to go check out what's on Hulu. And then I'm going to see what's on Disney+. Plus. And then all of a sudden you have your TV shows that you watch Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Like every single night has a television show or there's a new show that you binge watch when you go home. There's just so much content. And if it's not a streaming service, it's going onto your phone and you just get caught in the Instagram reels or TikToks and you're just scrolling through eight to 10 second videos over and over again. And all of a sudden, like your life just starts to lose this this lust or this passion to, to get things going again. Um, so to stop that, plan some fun things that you did at camp like during the summer. Um, so not all like parties or gatherings feel the same. So some of my favorite things that I love doing that are so easy is I always try to encourage my friends that we do like game nights, board game nights. Those are big for us and they're very simple and don't take a lot of planning. But about once a month, I try to get my friends to do something a little bit like wackier and camp like so i say hey you guys we're gonna do a trial night and at camp a lot of times we'll put somebody on trial because you know they i don't know um decided that we didn't want to serve 
uh, Klondike bars for dessert anymore, right? Because that was that's one of the favorite desserts that kids can have at camp. And then the camp director gets put on trial. So you can do this at school or at home, and it's for fun. You're not really putting someone on trial and making them feel awful about something that they're doing. But, you know, find something funny that you can do. Or play a whose line is an in-line, like, night. Game changers is a big thing on TikTok now. Uh, <clears throat> do those things, and you can have a little bit of fun. Uh, somebody <laughs> told me that at, they got to college. One of my staff got to college, and on their first night at college, somebody airdropped a capture the flag game. They had hidden flags around the college campus um, and people had to go and try and find the flags. But um, like there were different teams, like if they were certain from certain dorms and I feel like this was just an RA being really sneaky, uh, but it also worked really well because she said she went out and she played and she had a great time. So maybe airdrop and play a big game of capture the flag on your campus and see how many people buy in. Um, and then, you know, do campfires or actually go camping, like do some of those like campy outdoorsy things, get yourself away. Um, so you're not just sitting inside all day. And um, it can be something as simple as like just going into your backyard. If you are like a renter out of a house or maybe going onto your dorm lawn, maybe public safety might ask a few questions or your campus security. But uh you know, getting that chance to like be under the stars again, maybe one more time might be a little bit harder when it gets to winter time up there in Canada for you, Matt, but down here in Florida, we're fine. We can, we can camp anytime we want. Um, and then one other thing I thought about while I was talking there is maybe like some little arts and crafts projects, right? Like how often do you actually go to, uh, your local Hobby Lobby or Michael's or Joanne's fabric, like those kind of generic and you go and, you know, make a little craft for yourself just to make something and re release some stress, right? Everyone got stuck in arts and crafts at some point, even me, right? I am the least crafty person, but every once in a while, there's just that one craft that calls out to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to weave a pine needle basket. I am so passionate about that right now, right? So um, maybe you just find something that you want to do that will help you relieve a little bit of stress and it gets you off of the streaming grind that you get stuck on. Because right now, I mean... Who isn't trying to watch every single Marvel TV show that comes out? It's you know possible nonsense. <laughs> Did you make a pine needle basket? Or? No, I'm learning how. Um, it is not actually that hard. So learning is is a steep step to say. It's a very repetitive function, but it is very nice and stress uh, stress relieving. I can give you the link and we'll put it in the show notes, and that way other people can learn how to do it. It's not it's not too challenging. Um, it's a lot of fun and they can come out really cool and are somewhat useful when you're done. Huh. That's yeah. I, and also you need to show it eventually on the podcast listeners, keep Oliver accountable for his pine needle weaving. <laughs> Amazing. I sound, I'm, I swear to God, I'm, I am more entertaining than that. Um, I'm a cool person. No, no, I, no, no I'm not, I wasn't making, I wasn't making fun of you. That's our listeners job to decide if they're going to make fun of you or not. And they're not because they're awesome people, but I, I'm, yeah, I just want to see it. I need the public accountability. That's a good thing for your learning as well. Sometimes like, you know, if you want to stay yeah. committed to these things, you need a friend or, you know, a, a, an international podcast to keep you accountable for, for doing it. So there you go, Oliver. All right, um, I will uh, get to work on my pine no basket. I'll try and finish it before our next ta our next taping. 
Perfect. My my last one for this is just like embracing. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that I love about camp is that I'm a little less connected to my Instagram reels and things like that, just because my phone's not on me as much. My biggest piece of tech is my walkie-talkie that I carry around with me, and um, I, I notice that when I finish camp, even though you know I have my phone on me um, as director, but I finished camp and my phone was just so much more around and I was like watching things while I was walking the dog and stuff like that. And I was like, come on, that's, I'm in this beautiful place. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm living at camp right now and, um, and putting my phone away was something I had to remind myself to do. So if, if that's your little way of staying connected to the outdoors, um, it's a kind of an easy way to do it. Even if you're just walking from class to class to put your, uh, put your phone in your bag and just enjoy the walk for once. You'll connect with people, you'll see some nature and, that's what's more campy than that yeah that's perfect all right moving on though we got to talk about topic two a lot of camps out there really really focus on import imparting values onto their campers and staff and everyone getting some form of value-based programming right so you take a little bit of that home with you and and i like to say that at camp one of our goals is to help make the world a better place right help make the world a better place. Someone comes on to camp and we teach them here at Camp Winona about honesty, respect, responsibility, and caring. There are four core values. And we really like help our kids realize what it looks like when they go home. But it doesn't mean that just because we teach the kids that, that you as a counselor can't go and continue to represent those values when you go home. We talk about professional role models and all of this, but what does it actually look like when you're taking the values of camp back into the real world. So Matt, what are some things that maybe you see uh, in your world at camp that is about, you know, bringing values home? Oh, for sure. I, I think the biggest value of, of camp, regardless of who you are, is the community that you create at camp. The, you know, the connections between the staff and the staff and the staff and the campers and the volunteers and the staff and the volunteers and the campers and the donors, like all of these people are so connected around a common thing and, and that's camp. And whether it's, it's, you know, the, the why values that Oliver was talking about, or, um, I don't know, for me, one of our biggest values. And again, I think this is big in the whole industry is inclusion is being there for, um, you know, standing up for the fact that everyone deserves this amazing experience. And for us, we say that everyone, everyone is welcome and deserves this camp experience. And we're going to make this space so that people are included and accessibility and all those things. And I think most camps really put a strong focus in on that. And I think they do more than the wider world, just because camp is this like small little community, we can make changes, we can make policies and we can enact those policies. And in the rest of the world, you have like governments and um, like university boards of trustees and councils and things like that, that make change really slow. And I think that one of the things that we can do to make the world a better place as camp people is that we can advocate for the types of communities that we want to see in the world, especially when it comes to including other people. And um, if you you know, if you're at post-secondary school right now, university, college, um, or if you're working in the trades, you know, you're, you're interacting with communities every single day in every single moment. And, um, you know, good camp people look out for the people that aren't being included in a situation. And they think about a way to bring them in on that. So that's my challenge to you is, is to be that amazing community maker that camp has turned you into and unleash that on the rest of the world. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, and I, I I have a lot of the same points in my category. Like, I think 
get out there, volunteer, go out and help people, right? You, one of the big things about camp is you are serving others. So that is a huge part of the values that we have here at camp that we go back. And, you know, I talked about our Y core values and, you know, it's not hard to really say, you know, go volunteer when you don't have to question that action, right? It's so easy to just get out there and go and help somebody else. And like, we had a really amazing moments down here in Florida right now, because we just had the hurricane that came through, uh, camp was really lucky. We had a few down trees and stuff that we're still cutting up at this point, but you know, we made sure our, our roads were clear that, you know, camp was in a safe position, um, as far as like our living and people out here. But, you know, first thing we did was we're texting, we're calling, we're reaching out to, you know, our, um, our staff, our board, um, our families, um, our guests who come here year round, and we're checking in on them to say, Hey, how are you holding up in the storm? Right. Um, because, you know, camp does have an infrastructure where we can go and help someone if they need it. Um, we at least have maybe tools or, you know, we can help get somebody out of a place that they might be in. We're really lucky where we are in my little section. We had some flooding and some wind damage and such. Um, but, um, you know, we, you know, we still went over to our board chair's house the other day. He had five inches of flooding. We were helping clean out his house. And it just felt so good for me and the staff were all involved with that because we knew, you know, camp was good. We're good. We're in a good spot, but there are people who need help. And right now, you know, sitting in on a Saturday or a Sunday and relaxing, which could be our day off. Hey, let's get out there and let's help the people that really need help right now. And um, just because we had a hurricane doesn't mean that's not something that we should be doing all the time. Um, so, you know, reaching out and being a part of maybe community events that are happening around you, right? Like what city or town is your university in or are you working in that you know might need a little bit of help at the town hall you know getting ready for voter registration for you know us in the united states november it's time to vote like can you go and help people vote um mm -hmm. a lot of towns have like uh um, like garden clubs and things like that that help beautify and make your neighborhood look better or urban gardens, um, that you can go and help grow food. There are so many ways to volunteer and you probably learned a skill on camp that you can go and take back. Like I know plenty of camps that have gardening programs. There's nothing stopping you from going and helping. And even if you don't know what a garden and you think you have a brown thumb, anything you touch is going to die. <laughs> you can help with, you can help with garden beds. You can help like move hoses. You can water things. You, you'll be fine. Um, so Take a little bit of time, get out of your uh, comfort zone sometimes. And that's, I think, the, the last thing I want to hit on here is at camp, you're in, you are truly in this bubble where the expectation is all of us are part of camp. And it's really easy to step in and help. There is a, there is a step, an extra step you have to take outside of camp mm -hmm. when you're in a community where you may not know everyone's faces, you may not know everyone. Um, that you're going to be helping, or it may not feel like everyone's going to help you back at the end of the day. Um, and that is a weird feeling to have when you, you leave camp and you're trying to do some good work to help others. But I want to leave you on this point. At the end of the day, you were given these values from camp to do the right thing. So do the right thing. Don't ask for what the right thing is back all the time, right? Take care of yourself. That's very important. But sometimes it's, you know, it's that time to give. 
And um, I think it's it's such a cool thing. And that's what camp teaches us. And uh, I've said on podcasts before, I think when you come to camp, you make the world a better place because when you leave camp, you take all the good values you got at camp and give it back. So um, take that extra step, get out of your comfort zone a little bit and help people in ways that you may not have thought you could help before. One more thing that I, I almost forgot about and it, it blew me away that I, I was like, oh, this, uh, what, what can we take home? The good things that we've learned at camp and how do we make the world a better place? Oh yeah. Keep working with kids. Right. That, that's right. It's so obvious, but there are so many, there's so many kids out there. Um, and as much as we say, like, we want every kid to come experience a week at camp, they're just not going to do it. And that could be because, you know, maybe their families can't afford it and there aren't any programs that are accessible to them. Um, maybe the idea of summer camp is, is a really like strange one for people who haven't grown up with it or maybe don't understand the concept. Um, and those kids still need amazing community experiences. And those kids still need amazing people like you to help um, give them confidence and to help them discover the best parts about themselves. All the things that we do at camp needs to happen in other places too. So whether it's, you know, with an organization like Big Brother, Big Sister, or uh, coaching at a community center at your local Y, maybe, maybe if, you know, if you're, if you're connected to, to a Y camp, there's, there's other Ys out there that, that could use volunteers or maybe even staff to help out. Um, you know, churches, other uh, religious places, community organizations. There's tons of different positions out there that would absolutely be thrilled to have someone who's as amazing as uh, at, at working with kids like you are. So please, please help them out um, and and just go go keep sharing your gift with more kids because man, um, that will certainly make the world a better place. And here's my shout out. If you don't know how to volunteer, how to get involved, or you're a little bit nervous about it at first, um, reach out to Matt or I, right? Our contact information is always in the show notes. So I guarantee you, even if you are listening to this in another country, um, I will take the time to help you find a way to volunteer, right? Like I will do the Google searches. I will call friends that maybe I have in other countries from international staffs of days gone by. Um, but we'll find a way for you to help other people because even if it takes me a day, two days to find something for you to go out and help people, if you end up helping those people for a day, a month, a year, right? You've already created an impact that is so much more powerful. So it is worth it to me to find the time to make it possible for you to go and help other people. So please reach out. I guarantee you, we will find a way to help you out. All right. Going on to topic number three, these are ways that we can remember camp while away using the skills that we have, right? So I'll start this one off because I really want to hit on it a little bit because I think it's important because it pays back to you as well, right? So I like some simple things like creating traditions and cultures with your friends that help strengthen your bonds with them. And we can steal this from things that we already do at camp all the time, right? It is as simple as like having a secret handshake with your friends, right? That like, oh, buddy, just saw you from across campus. Uh, What's up? And then you do your secret handshake between the two of you, right? And it's something you were doing probably at camp with the kids, but it's a practice of that now back at home, right? Where you're creating a stronger bond with your friends. The other ones are like the late night food runs. Like think about it kind of, uh, like a kitchen raid or something, right? 
a kitchen raid or a trip to McDonald's, kind of the same thing in its own right. Thankfully, <laughs> what, <laughs> thankfully, it, you're not doing something illegal and stealing from McDonald's or anything like that. But you're <laughs> having that memory of doing something like, you know, maybe we should be in bed before we have to take our midterms tomorrow. But you know what? Like, I'm craving a McDouble. So we're, we're heading on out to McDonald's. We're getting a little bit of food. It's a little bit bad, but it's, you know, also just a great way to connect with your friends. Um, and then finally, um, to continue on this line, you know, think about like the late night chats that you have those moments where you're sitting in bed and you're talking to, you know, another counselor about, you know, all the things you had during that day, like your stressors, your positives, your negatives, um, just being able to fully and freely express the feelings that you were having about those moments. I think that that is a camp like thing that we do that if you take back home with you and you have those conversations with your friends, you know, that go until one o'clock in the morning and you're talking about, you know, the meaning of life for you at that moment, it can really allow you to connect with other people. Um, And then that's a culture. And then the traditional aspects of these things too are saying like, you know, Hey guys, let's make sure we do that evening program of something stupid of us. Like, you know, maybe it's not going out and partying. Maybe it's not us like um, going to watch the 15th um, murder mystery documentary that Netflix has put out this month, but it's like us doing our weird campfire, like in the woods kind of a deal. So we have a tradition because the cool things about that is like sometimes those traditions will go past college. They'll, they'll, they'll go on for a longer period of time and that will help keep those connections with you and those friends that you have right now. Um, that were camp that came from that base of what you have at camp. So, um, and not only that, but allows you to connect back to camp every single time you're with your friends. Right. Um, and sometimes you'll convince a few of them to come and work as staff because they're like, Oh, (laughs) this is so much fun. Uh, Where did this come from? You're like, well, you know, I do this all summer. Um, and you can too, but, uh, not about recruiting today. It's just about, you know, how do you take those techniques that you, you know, have learned at camp and make them a positive way to affect your life and your memories and your traditions. So um, I think those are some good ways. And there's so many more. Just think about the things you do at camp and say, how can I mix this with what I'm doing right now at home? Um, And I also say, go to Walmart or go online, plug your phone in, find all your pictures from summer, click print. It's 20, 30 bucks, probably tops. And you'll get like a hundred photos and you will never lose them what you might, but like you'll have a physical copy of what is so important to you. So, you know, a lot of times people might lose those photos as they move from device to device or something like that. But if you have those physical ones that you hang on your dorm wall or in your bedroom wall, or you put them in like a photo album, you'll have them there for a really long time to go and look at. So um, those are my traditions and cultures and memory builders to keep you connected. So um, Matt, what are some ways that you do that for yourself? Yeah, those are those are great suggestions. I think going back to your first one about, you know, just making time to do those campfires and those things like that. I, I think what's so important about that is that you are like keeping the spirit of playfulness alive. And like that like that's really what we do at camp. We just play. We have fun. And I think sometimes we get so caught in the like 
I don't know, the, like the bitterness of reality sometimes where we're like, we're just too cool for those kinds of things to like be goofy and be silly in public and, and do those kinds of things. I think the world has a, has a way of, you know, really, really pooping on the party in that way. And um, just keeping that spirit of playfulness alive, it, it, I think it also makes the world a better place. And you know, is is a true like showing of the summer camp value. So, so thanks for for mentioning that again, Oliver. So, ways to remember camp. So, if I take myself back to when I was, at, you know, a younger staff, and and I had you know, nine to 10, eight to 10 months before my next time at summer camp. I knew I was going back at that point, but I, I, you know, I just really wanted to like reminisce on the good moments. And, and one of the strategies that actually helped me feel good was to think about next summer and to start that already. And so I have two kind of things around, around that, which, which will help. So one is really just to think about what next summer could be and not just for you, but at camp. If you didn't do something like hand in a, a report at the end of the summer or you didn't have a chance to share your thoughts in like an exit interview or something like that, a camp director will never say no to getting that kind of feedback from you, especially if you have kind of like a plan or, or an idea that's well thought out. You know, it's, it's not super helpful to be like, oh, we should get a giant water trampoline at camp. That would be awesome. Um, because your director surely has thought about that too. And there could be a thousand reasons why it's a good idea and 10,000 reasons why it's not possible for your site. Um, but if you do some thinking about like, you know, what, what could this program area look like? Or, or, you know, I have this idea for my skills that it could be a job at camp and it's something that no one's ever done before. You know, I, I, and this is like, no joke. I was the first social media director at my camp and that this was in 2013 back when it was like still kind of cool to have Facebook and, and, you know, most camps weren't on Facebook or weren't on LinkedIn or those kinds of things. And, and I, I saw it as a job and I said to my directors, like I could be our photographer and I could do all our social media and I can still run the ropes course. And they were like, that's amazing. And we, we together kind of crafted a job and working now as a full-time director, if, if a, a staff member was like, Hey, I know this program. I know this thing. You know, like I'm amazing at TikTok and I want to, I want to like, that's what I want to do. I want to run camps TikTok. Can we make time for that and make a job for it? It, it, you, you never know, you, you, like you never know until you ask. Um, so it's always worth asking and dream big. You never know what's possible. The second thing I would say kind of on this vein is again, reaching out to your director or someone who works year round at your camp um, and ask how you can volunteer. If, if Oliver gave that great, um, he got on his soapbox real well about volunteering and, and just supporting great organizations and great people. And, and, and he's totally right. And what better place to do it than your camp? There are tons of ways that you could help. Um, and again, it could be some year round social media. It could be some, um, archiving photos. It could be, you know, sorting through family surveys or program plans, or there's lots of like little jobs that, um, that camp directors out there, I, I'm sure would be happy to pass off to someone who wants to, to learn. And, you know, secretly and not so secretly. I mean, that sets you up for success when it comes time for jobs to be rolled around because you have this insider knowledge of camp and you're showing that you're keen and you, and you want to help. And if you do a good job, then it's like a working job interview in a sense too. So, um, you know, do it with good intention, obviously, and you're not just doing it to, to show off. And, and if you're going to do it, do a good job of it. 
but I mean, it's, it's a great way to stay connected to camp and to kind of see camp from a bigger perspective than just the one you did in the summer. So for both of those reasons, um, those are ways. And, and, and I think getting back to like, this will help you remember camp while you're away. It's not necessarily about remembering your best moments of the summer, but it's certainly helping you feel connected, which I think is almost more important than just remembering like the good times you had in the past. Yeah, no, that is so true. Like that connection is just absolute. Uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, when we're talking about this subject of like taking camp home with you and the skills and the things that you've learned from being a part of camp, uh, it really does go show go to show what that positive impact is of camp because you want to take it with you, right? Like I said a line about um at the very beginning about campus, like this baggage that you actually want to carry. And mm. um, I think that's an amazing thing to think about because you don't go through life empty handed from experiences. You are going to have a backpack with your memories and your experiences that you have to carry. You're going to have a suitcase or whatever you, whatever comes with you, right. Whatever size bag it is. Um, and it is amazing that at the end of the day, like that bag that's carrying camp for you is your bag of tricks. It's your bag of skills. It's your bag of lessons. And um, that, thankfully, it is a positive thing to pull upon um, that you get to carry with you. And I think that's truly amazing. So to end our show, as we've done in our seasons past, we have our Eggle time, which is our ever-growing and ever-learning. It's a trick, a tip, a game, or a song for counselors uh, to use to get better every single day. Um, Matt, you have some really useful content. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what your Eggle is today? Yes, for sure. I have a video that you can watch. I recorded it a while ago for GoCamp Pro. Um, it was just, it's one of my favorite evening program wide games. And this is something you could totally do on this theme of this episode on your like college campus or university campus. And like, it takes very little setup. You just need some volunteers to run it. The game is called Command and Conquer. And it's, it's, um, it's kind of like, you'll recognize it as like a, I don't know, it's like zone control in like shooting video games. It essentially is what you're doing here. Um, I don't need to explain it because I'll just get you to watch the video, but essentially you're running around campus in teams trying to take control of zones and capture it for the most amount of time possible. And um, you could do it very low tech. You just need a couple of like hula hoops or, or cones to mark some some quadrants um and you get to run around with your friends it'll be super fun so check it out the link is in the show notes yeah i've stolen that game and i've created my own version um since talking about matt um it is a lot of fun and um it's definitely enjoyable and can become one of your top evening programs you run with kids uh, my eggle for tonight is something called dragon eggs uh hopefully i've never talked about it before but it's just a really fun thing that we'll do where you fill a water balloon with water uh, and you can put a prize inside if you want to. Uh, <clears throat> and then you put it in the freezer and it freezes. And when it comes out, you cut the balloon away. And all of a sudden you have this ice that is formed like a dragon egg. And then you can leave it for campers and they can find it and they smash it open and inside they get their prize. Um, it's a lot of fun. It does have a time limit, especially down here in Florida. Uh, we can't keep our ice out there for too long. Uh, but it is a lot of fun. The kids really enjoy it. Um, they love the breaking open of the ice. If you get one, it takes a couple of really good smacks um, and uh, kicks around on the pavement to try and get it open. And um, then they get, you know, a little toy out of it, kind of what you get out of a kinder egg, I guess. And, and um, it's still a huge deal. It's like 
winning the lottery. So, um, <clears throat> but they're called dragon eggs, and sometimes we work them into evening programs. But it's a great thing. Kinder eggs. That's yeah. shout out to Canadian. Do they have those in the states yet? Uh, no, we do, but they're like knockoff Kinder eggs. They're not like real. I, I thought the the story was that you couldn't. The reason why you couldn't have Kinder eggs in the states was because you, you can't have food inside or a toy inside of food. Or do they so still have I to? Think did, they, did they change it? I think our Kinder eggs don't have the the toy. Like isn't in it. You like peel back this thing now, and then you find your toy there. But it's not in. I don't know. It's not. So, it's not so, the same. So, for those of you deprived listeners and Oliver, I'm sure you've had the you in your time in Canada, you've had the good side of this. A Kinder Egg, as we know it in Canada, is cho- like a chocolate hazelnut like shell that looks like an egg, like a probably a little bit bigger than a chicken egg, and then inside there's a little pod that you open up like a pokeball almost, like with a with a toy inside. And sometimes you get like a good toy that you actually like assemble. And then sometimes you get a really bad toy that's literally just like put a sticker on this thing. Um but it's called the Kinder Surprise. You never know what you're gonna get inside. Yeah. There this that, came from a Kinder egg. Yeah. See? Nice. And then he like makes a part and then you didn't get to eat chocolate, though. You do still get to eat chocolate. Like, it's not absent of the chocolate. I think they're just separate in the egg. Like, you open up the plastic now. I don't want to explain it. And look. I think we're talking. I, I think I think you actually have the same thing. <laughs> yeah, probably now. Maybe people like made such a big deal out of it. Foil, chocolate, plastic, toy. Right? Is that the way it goes? Foil, chocolate, plastic container, toy. Look, I didn't grow up on them every single day. I just, I think like a staff member gave this to me as like a funny, like, <laughs> aha, you don't get these, but we do. So now I have it's my little pterodactyl. I can't remember. I feel bad. I don't remember which staff member gave me this, but it sits on my desk now. Um, and it like, honestly, it gets in the way all the time, but <laughs> like, it still brings me joy. It was like a little gift, you know, <laughs> he sits there. I don't have a name for him though. So maybe that's a guest. Um, Guess choice. Name the pterodactyl. Mm. Okay. But uh, moving on from the fun stuff, um, let's talk a little bit about how we end our show because we hope you enjoyed it. Um, we do it for funs and giggles, um, but and also our, our love for camp. But uh, we also do it because we want you guys to be better counselors, and then you can be um, these huge, great role models for kids. So uh, if you enjoyed today's show, we'd be so grateful if you left us a review for wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, share it to your friends, um, your ratings, reviews, sharing, likes, all that good stuff. It tells us what you like and what you don't like about the show, but it also helps boost our ranking so more people can hear about the show. It just doesn't get lost into the abyss of content. It actually gets to show off and people go, wow, what's this amazing thing called camp? I'd love to be a counselor. Mm-hmm. And the best thing that you can do is like literally just share one of these episodes with your friends. Share it with one of your camp people and ask them ask them about it. We've got tons. We're in season five. I, this is episode, I don't know, like 56 or something like that. 56. Holy smokes. <laughs> um, so please, please do share. And we talked a lot about uh, some links and some videos and stuff like that in today's show. So you can find all of those good links 
at gocamp.pro slash FCC. And in, if you go to gocamp.pro slash podcast, we are just launching, um, our new season of podcasts. We're recording this at the start of October in 2022. And so all of the podcasts we have camp hacker, camp code, day camp pod, the camp owners podcast, and a bunch of other stuff coming out this season for you to check out. So please make sure you check those out at gocamp.pro slash podcast and um yeah share them with your friends yeah thanks for listening friends and remember camp is camp and camp's all good first class counselors is brought to you by beth and travis allison summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants thanks for listening friends hey camp pros we love that our industry is built on sharing in order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals Group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.